What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. And your eyes do not deceive you. Yes, we are talking about the Marvel Movie Marathon once again. I know we had the video up. We're doing Star Wars next, but before we do Star Wars, and we've said this in the past, we got to take a look back because we reviewed 57 movies, and we got to talk about all those movies. We got to rank them. We got a bunch of categories. So much like our most anticipated movies and the Multiverse Awards from 2023, this is going to kind of be like that, but Mm -hmm. for the Marvel Movie Marathon. That's what he's saying. Exactly. More effort put into this, guys. Come on. Yes. So we're going to be talking about all the movies that me, your co-host, Ben Rayside, have reviewed, but also introducing the gentleman who helped make this podcast possible. First off, Mr. Ethan Wansloff. Ethan, how are you? I'm doing great. We've got our temp pads ready to go. You know, our TBA jackets on, ready to travel through this multiverse of movies and discuss the good, the bad, the how are the ducks. And the Electras. So let's do Ooh. this, guys. Oh yes, sir. They and we're we're. I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna touch on everything. I think just yes. about everything and like like go like everything. Be a few be on like the table. rapid fire. A couple of these. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and yeah, we're not gonna like. This isn't gonna be. There's structure to this. There's a lot of awards that we got to give out. Some best, some worst. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. One guy who is always a lot of fun whenever you're around him is Mister Micah. Micah, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I feel like we've been on this podcast for a long, long time, and I think it's about time we. We wrap up this chapter mm-hmm. in the Multiverse Monologues Marvel Movie Marathon. Uh, we've got this huge list here. We've been documenting all of our scores, all of our averages. Uh, we've taken internet rankings. We've taken internet uh, scores. We've taken everything, averaged it all out. And we're going to compare our list to the internet. We're going to compare our list to each other's. And we're going to see what comes out on top at the end of the day. Yeah. And what comes out on bottom. Oh, yes, because there's definitely going to be films uh, that do that. So um, going forward here, it's just going to be a bunch of categories. But Micah has, as he as he has kind of alluded to, and as you can see, has compiled this epic list for us, Mm. detailing everything that has happened. I mean, more than you could ever even imagine has gone into this list. And I can't wait to see. Many hours. Like, oh, yes. A round of applause (laughs) for Mr. Hat. A raise for my cast. The Star Wars one is going to be way less work because I already developed a system. There's only, what, 16 projects? Right. I don't. Yeah. It's it's like something like 11 movies. compared to our Marvel one. Right. Oh, man. I mean, this is 57. And we're not even done because like we said, this isn't the end of the Marvel Movie Marathon. This is only a break. 57 movies, and now we're taking a break. But how do we want to start this off, gentlemen? Do you we want me to just yeah. rapid fire all of the, the whole list? Let's start with the bottom, the number bottom. 57, okay. and then go up from there, if possible. Now, keep in mind, this is uh, from Howard the Duck to... Dark Phoenix, everything theatrical released. So we're not doing Man Thing. We're not doing anything before that. Um, there, there are a couple animated movies in there that we're not doing that were TV. Uh, but we are doing Into the Spider-Verse, Big Hero 6, things like that. So The way we did it was any Marvel theatrically released movie. In America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there were a couple TV movies that made it into the screens in Europe. That's a whole thing. All right. So... 
We're going to start off with number 57. I'm not going to do scores with this until like the top 10 or so. So just rapid fire. 57th place. All the way at the bottom. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. We all gave it a one. Uh, 56th place. Fan 4 Stick. Uh, that's the 2015 yeah. one. 55th place, Electra. 54th, Dark Phoenix. 53rd, Howard the Duck. 52nd, Daredevil 2003. Ooh. 51st, Hulk 2003. Interesting how that came out. Uh, 50th place, 2007's Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. 49th place, Punisher mm. Warzone from 2008. 48th place, 2004's Blade Trinity. 47th place, 2019's Captain Marvel. This is the lowest Ooh, MCU project. Wow, what, what place is that? 47th place. Whoa. Holy wow. catfish. It's in the yes. top 50, guys. Come on. It's yes. top, that's 10 movies <laughs> uh, from the bottom of our list. Come I think, on. I credit. Uh, 46th place. 2011's X-Men First Class. This is the lowest oh. one with X-Men in the title. We got to talk about that one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, 45th place. Venom. 44th place. Venom. 2004's The Punisher. 43rd place, 2008's The Incredible Hulk. This is our second lowest for MCU. What place was that? 43rd. Okay. And now we get into the fresh scores, not the certified fresh Rotten Tomatoes, whatever, you know, 75% and up. This is the 60% on up, all right? So this is 42nd place, Ghost Rider, 2007. Uh, 41st place is 2012's The Amazing Spider-Man. 40th place is 2005's Mm. Fantastic Four. Let me pause just as we've hit the, the top hit 40. The 40. We've hit the top 40. The top 40. I don't know. Did we say this up top for people that might be joining us for the first time that us three collectively at the end of each podcast gave a score and then those scores were averaged and then that is where this ranking this comes This is from. our ranking. This is not the internet score. This is our score independently. Uh, so 40th place, fan, 2005's Fantastic Four. 39th place, Thor The Dark World. 38th place, X-Men The Last Stand, 37th place, Ant-Man, 36th place, X-Men Origins Wolverine, 35th place, Iron Man 2, 34th place, The Wolverine, that's 2013's, Hmm. 33rd place, 1998's Blade, this is the highest uh, before uh, before 2000s, so there's only a couple movies, but uh, Blade made it up pretty high, so that's cool. That is cool. 32nd place, 2018's Ant-Man and the Wasp. 31st place, X-Men 2000. 30th place, 2014's Big Hero 6. Uh, 29th place, wow. 2016's Deadpool. 28th place, wow. 2002's Blade 2. 27th place, 2016's X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, that yes. made it high. That, um, sorry, <laughs> that was my fault. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, that's, we'll get, we'll touch on that later. Now we are hitting the, if this were all Rotten Tomatoes, it would be the certified fresh. So this is anything 75% or and above. just for reference, how many MCU films have we hit before this threshold? Uh, I don't know. Like there are four. too many. There's Dark World, Ant-Man, uh, Iron Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, Hulk, Incredible Hulk, Captain Captain Marvel. Marvel. I think that's it. Okay, so So a handful. For the reference, what are we in now? We are in our top. We are in the 26th. So top 26 out of all of Marvel. Yes. And we've only really passed like about six MCU films. So MCU films, they're still like, they get a lot of hate for being formulaic, but they, a lot of them do make the top half of our list very easily. All right. 26th place. 
Sam Raimi's 2007 Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. 25th place, 2003 X-Men 2, to the uh, 24th place is 2014's The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's thanks to Ben's score there. Which one? Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. What, which place was that? 24th place. 23rd place is 2017's Thor Ragnarok. Oh. 22nd place is 2017's, uh, same That's year, true. Spider-Man Homecoming. 21st place is 2018's Deadpool 2. 20th place is 2002 Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Top 20. It top made the 20. top 20. It made the top 20, guys. Uh, 19th place is 2019's Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, to, 18th place is 2011's Thor. 17th place, nice. 2011's Captain America, the first Avenger. Nice. 16th place, 2015 Age of Ultron. 15th place, 2013's Iron Man 3. 14th place, 2016's Doctor Strange. 13th place, 2018's Black Panther. 12th place is 2008's Iron Man. 11th wow. place, 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. And now we have hit our top 10. I will uh, list all the scores 10, for these. Okay, yes. Baby. So everything from here on out is an 8.9 or above. Our 10th place is an 8.9 out of 10, which is 2004's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. I lo- okay, I love Number that they made the top 10. Right yes, uh, I think this is a movie that we'll talk about it more, but it, it it's definitely... A diamond in a rough patch of Marvel movies. Yes. Uh, the the start of the beginning of, of greatness. Uh, ninth place, 2014's X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm. This will definitely come up later in the podcast. Stay uh-huh. tuned. That's a 9.1 out of 10. Eighth place, 2017's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at a 9.3. Wow. The two Guardian movies made that. in the top 10. Yes. Uh, Guardians, Guardians 11, was 11th right? place. Oh, yeah, oh, just so Guardians 2 edged it out. It did, yes. Okay. Uh, seventh place is 2012's The Avengers mm. with a 9.43 out of 10. Sixth place is 2016's Captain America Civil War with a 9.46 uh, out of 10. Just a point zero three difference. If you dispute the, the mm. high ranking for Civil War, one, go rewatch it. And two, watch it from a character writing standpoint when you look at Steve's arc and Tony's arc. Oh, yes. for sure. And then there argue is a lot more, uh, in our opinions, a lot more emotion drawn out from this uh, Civil War movie. Mm. Fifth place is 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse mm. with a 9.7 flat wow. out of 10. This was, uh, I mean, came out of nowhere. What a great top five movie, right? Which one? Which one? Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, right. Okay. Five. Yep. Fifth place. Yep. That's great. Uh, fourth place. 2017's Logan. Yep. At a nine point seven three. Another point zero three difference. That's just because we're three dudes. So there's going to be point three differences. That's uh, right. Third place. 2014's Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Mm, Lots it. of great. Love it. Action in this film. Lots of great. Uh, emotion in there too. 9.8 flat out of 10. It, you know what? Actually, it's kind of crazy. These next three are all uh, the top three is all 0.3 away, 0.03 away from each other. Mm-hmm. So Winter Soldier was 9.80. Second place, 2018's Avengers Infinity War at a 9.83. And coming in in first place, if you're keeping track at home, mm-hmm. no surprise. Yeah. Avengers Endgame. 
9.86 out of 10. I know. And I was looking for any reason to give the classic movies anywhere else but the top three, but I I just couldn't. Right. You you hate to look at our list and go, man, look at these generic three boys having Endgame, Infinity War, and Winter Soldier as their top three. (laughs) But you know what? They genuinely are that good. I think what's the most interesting about this is uh, everything that isn't normally talked about anything beyond the top 10. I mean, everyone just got their top 10, right? Everyone's got their top five even, but anything beyond that, you can't really put a number on it. And what we've done here on the cast is we've watched everything in theatrical released order, uh, keeping in mind what came out before it, what was just about to come out and what it was doing new for long, long, long hours put into this. Uh, This is 57, 57 movies. movies. So that's at least an hour if we're being generous at least an hour per podcast not factoring probably an average of two hours per movie yeah Mm -hmm. so whatever do that math uh an hour hours times 57 times 57 times whatever else additional research went into it all the editing posting podcasting yeah come on like a lot of hours went into making this list so so the question we sought out to answer was if you are new to the Marvel movies, period. Is it worth going back and watching everything? So now what we have here is we have our average scores. Um, So we took all of our scores individually, and then we averaged those out. So my scores for all the movies averaged out to a 7.18 out of 10, Ben's to a 7.0 out of 10, and Ethan's to a 6.7 out of 10. And I can happily say uh, we can rejoice that our average is a 6.9 out of 10. That is beautiful. So so more positive then I need a drink. Negative. That was <laughs> yeah. No, nice job, Micah, giving us the whole rundown of our list. And there, I, I agree. There's a lot of people who would who would come at you for having the Russo Bros and the top three. I mean, mm-hmm. all three of their movies, especially Endgame at the top. Yeah, Hollywood Reporter. All those three being one of them. They if you want a hot 36. takes list? Go look at the the Hollywood Reporter article, famously referenced. Go listen to each of our individual podcasts. uh, podcasts We touch on all 100%. And and I'm not saying that you can't have a different opinion, but we went, sunk all those hours. We watched every single film in order. And that's what we came out with. I mean, there's there's some credit due. Talking about it definitely influences your opinion, too, where there have been some moves that came in super hot on and talking about it for an hour. I'm like, you know what? That's not as good when it came down to giving a score. It's not as good as I initially wanted it to be. Mm. And that's what was so beneficial about sitting here and talking with it. I would say we're generally pretty big fans of film, especially now. Yes. I wouldn't say because of this. We have become film bros. Like through <laughs> through the last few, three, four years, whatever it might have been, our list, our filmography has grown so much. And yet each week there was one Marvel film in our docket each week that we logged. So there is some credit that's due and there this, as well. This is like a perfect list if you need to... Just educate yourself on film because you got some good directors doing some great things in here. You also got a lot of bad, bad (laughs) movies in here. Like we just read it. There's a really wide range of what we like in this. So it boils down to it. I think it's a really good like way of just 
watching movies and watching a lot of different kinds of movies. I mean, they're all superhero movies. So right. yeah. Uh, well, in this list, we have literally everything from the lowest of lows to some of the greatest movies ever made. Even though they're comic book movies, there is a credit to be had for great film writing and great character development and and just action, practical effects, and the effort that you put into a movie shows. And Micah, I think you've had something you've uh, alluded to the past few podcasts. Yes. Uh, a certain quote from a certain someone. <laughs> yes. Martin I- Scorsese famously, uh, actually just after our uh, yeah. final movie in the podcast that we listened to, Dark Phoenix, Later that October 2019, Martin Scorsese famously had his interview saying that comic book movies are nothing but a roller coaster. You get on, you get off, and you can't wait to get back on the ride. And what what do we have to say about that, guys? We have gone back and we've watched every single one. And our average scores show that generally we found it worth it. Hmm. We found it uh, entertaining at least, but does that make it any more than a roller coaster? So I think for the broad, like, I don't hate that statement. I don't. I know it initially made a lot of people mad when he first said it. But there is like a an ups and down and like a enjoyment that you have on the surface level of a ton of these films. Now, when we get into our top top 20, I'd say is when I'd start to fight back on that that quote from him. But uh, I don't know. I think there is some validity to what that quote says people don't like change they like the familiarity of going back and getting largely okay it's a superhero movie i know what i'm getting into regardless of what's gonna happen there and for the large part of the 2010s you got to also see superhero movies that were pretty good most of them that came out were pretty good. You look at our scores, there are pretty few duds from the areas of 2010 to 2019. And so going back to the theaters was not only something familiar that they loved doing with their families, whatever it might be, but also they got really good films. So for that amount of time, I would say, yeah, you left the theater, you go back wanting the same thing, you want more, you can't wait to get back on the train that is the superhero zeitgeist of the 2010s specifically. But mm-hmm. I think what uh, Marvel is kind of now is really different from it was kind of when he said this quote, because now at best, I think what you get with a Marvel movie is that was fun. And mm-hmm. I, you find a lot of people saying that, like we were talking about the other day, like, oh, yeah, that Marvel movie wasn't complete garbage. That's not really a good defense of a film. If you <laughs> right. say it I use the same critiques on a roller coaster, it wasn't complete garbage, but at least it was over. Uh, it was a 45 second roller coaster, you know, zipped you around for 45. How long are you waiting in that line? For yeah, you're waiting second. two hours in the, in the line, no three hours for this brand new roller coaster. I remember at Six Flags. I waited three hours for this brand new roller coaster. Which it was one? the fastest one. That, that one that goes in a shoot shotguns you off. It's one of the newer ones. I don't oh, remember. Oh, too. No, no, not V2. Not V2? It shoots you up into a loop and then spins. Superman? It's, it's like 15 seconds long. It shoots long. you up into a loop and spins. <laughs> and spins you around. You yeah, the and Joker? then you're back. Excellent. No, no, no. It's a new one. It's it, not like branded new? or anything. Oh. It's not branded. It's where the uh, this, the movie theater thingy was, actually. Oh. Yeah. Where the virtual reality one was? Yeah, whatever. That, no, 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 no. Whatever. Anyway. Right, <laughs> you wasted your time. <laughs> you're distracting me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. You waited three hours for this line, and it's a 15-second roller coaster. 
literally. And that's it. And all you can say is, oh yeah, it went fast. It was cool. That's how it's feeling with the and post-credit that's, scenes. That's how it's you feeling. Know, I you mean, just spent two hours in the movie. You're like, oh man, finally, post-credit scene. Is it going to be any good? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes you get like a Batman ride at Six Flags and you just get jostled around. But yeah, man. But I... I don't know. You think there's validity to this quote? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you hate to like say that. Yeah. Okay. Some are very amusement park ride esque. You know, they're fun. You get on and then you get off. You don't really think about it much. But uh, some roller coasters you do think about a ton. And uh, some of these movies I think about daily. And some of these. Oh, yeah. Some of these movies are like my favorite movies of all time. So I think you also have to give credit where credit is due, where if you're going to bash the movies that deserve to be bashed, you also got to give credit to the movies that deserve credit. His statement is by definition, like it, it just is, has a negative connotation, mm-hmm. you know? So, and then you, you see that and you think, oh man, well my end game, you know, my infinity war, my winter soldier. I mean, this isn't a theme park, right? This means more to me than that. And so for a lot of, for a lot of nerds, you know, that was like, a, just it was an attack. More, more people have seen those movies than will ever watch. So some of his movies. But that's what it comes off as, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's like, oh, no one went to see The Irishman. Okay, well... Th- well okay, it was a Netflix th- movie, so... And it was three freaking hours long, man. Like, like Killers of the Flower Moon. That's a more recent example. It didn't make much in the box office, but the people who watched it loved it. Mm. It was a huge yes. budget movie, and it didn't make that much money, but Scorsese can foot the bill on that because he loves film that much. It's also Scorsese. I mean, it's Scorsese. I mean, he's he's yeah. got a bank. He's got a, a a bag. Right. But I think he that like he has too too much of a voice when it comes to stuff like this. Like he he doesn't need. I mean, he can have it, but like I don't even I don't even care when you he know, starts to a point, putting out I'm Marvel like, reviews on Letterboxd, Then we'll talk. <laughs> but I'm like. This is these aren't the movies that are it's completely I, different, you know? Right. It's completely different than the, the films that he's trying to make. The beautiful thing about rewatching films and talking about them together and ranking them together is sometimes people just enjoy movies more than certain people enjoy movies, you know? Yeah. It we're we're going <laughs> to find out about yeah. those movies for sure. That that's actually a great segue because we we just listed our whole that that's all of our average scores. But I I don't I mean I know my list is different than this you know I mean my number one is Endgame and my number fifty seven is Ghost Rider as I think it is for you guys but I mean statistically Spirit of maybe Spirit of Vengeance Spirit of Vengeance yep yes. yep I got respect on the name hundred <laughs> percent here come on but we have a ton of categories here that solidify certain points of this ranking. And we've all compiled the list together. This this is the part where it's going to kind of be like the multiverse awards. But starting off with, we've got a bunch of categories, but let's just do, uh, let's start off with most surprising film that we saw. Now, this is the film that you saw in this marathon. Maybe it was the first time you saw it. Maybe it was, you saw this film in a new light, but you were like, holy cow, this this was a really, really good film. I really had a great time with this movie. And some of these categories are going to be drafts. Mm-hmm. This one is going to be a draft. So no repeats. No repeats. That's right. And we're going to start with Mr. Wensloff. Okay. I have a feeling. Just take it. Just take it. Just do it. I'm not going to take, it. take the one you want me to take because take I do feel a pull with a different movie. Is here. no Ooh. one going to take it actually? Ooh. There <laughs> is uh, a movie that I think about a ton that I had not seen before 
this marathon. And I think about it so much because I thought the world building was fantastic. I thought the lore that surrounds this movie and this character was super cool. I'm taking Blade. I'm taking the first Blade movie. This one surprised me. I had heard about it. I knew it existed, but I was really blown away by how fun uh, Wesley Snipes Blade was. Mm. So I'm taking that. Uh, That's a you know, I didn't even think about it, but it's a great pick, Micah. All right. Uh, well, are you going to take it? I or... can take it. Uh, we're all thinking about it. <laughs> we're all thinking about it. I'm looking for another option, and the only other one that comes to mind is uh, don't don't name it. Maybe I had a really good time with Ghost Rider. No, I'll say it. you are. I not... had a very fun time with Ghost Rider. You're kidding. Um, <laughs> but the one I'll really pick is Howard the Duck. You're kidding. Right off the bat, we're taking I mean, our first it two. Doesn't from the have podcast. to be good. I, they're just most surprising. They were the ones that surprised <laughs> me the most because I didn't expect Howard the Duck to go places where no duck had gone before. That is true. Where no and duck had gone we before. We had never seen Quack Fu and we never saw anything like that since. Howard the Duck, That's I true. think, is the most unique movie on the list. I mean, and, I, we can firmly say that no other movie on the marathon made a prosthetic duck boob. Hey, much, much like this movie true. did. That's true. So. I, I think that Howard the Duck for being the first theatrical released Marvel movie ever. True. Yep. Uh, not a not 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 including the Captain America serials from 1946. Not including all yep. that other crap from Europe. We don't care about Europe unless you're watching this podcast. Thank you for watching. We do care about you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> then, <laughs> Howard the Duck. Was a masterpiece. No, it was it was great. I I think it was a lot of fun. Um, it knew what it was doing, and it leaned into it. There are a lot of movies after it. We 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 meme on it all the time. My line from the podcast where I said it knew what it was trying to do, and it did it. But no, no, no it, it knew what it was trying to do. It and if and if that's what it was, that's what it was going for. Then it they, executed they it executed perfectly. it perfectly. <laughs> And there are a lot of movies awesome. that we see after this that don't commit to the bit. They do it half-heartedly and they just, there's producers and stuff that are all tearing it in different ways. And you got the company breathing down the neck. You can't do this. You got uh, Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man. You got Elektra not having its actual lead that was supposed to be Daredevil 2. You got all this stuff that's going on. And Howard the Duck feels like... The most independent. I can't believe you're still talking about studio interfere. I haven't talked about it in like since we did the podcast. Fifty-seven movies ago. So yeah, yeah, it's a long time. But there's a lot of heart to Howard the Duck. Mm. A lot of people spent a lot of time on there. ILM did a great job on that movie. We would not have gotten the funding for a lot of Lucasfilm projects if not for Howard the Duck. Why is that? Because it I, didn't made some money. Wasn't it in reverse? It, I don't know about because that. Because it wasn't made it, some money. They needed to get money, money, so they used the stuff from Indiana Jones to make this one, and it didn't make any money, I think. I'm, my headcanon is that Howard the Duck made enough money to fund okay. episode five. That, of Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. No, this was this was 86. Oh, this uh, is way after fund, the old To fund trilogy. Last Crusade. Last Crusade, yep. that's what it was. <laughs> yep. Last uh, is only here because of how the, the timelines misconstrued. Anyway, but you know, I was I will say this. I was very surprised that Micah's score for this movie. What did you give Howard the Duck? 6.5 right Man, out of the gate. That 6.5. 6.5 quack all day, chef. That quack and that was, foo and uh, duck duck uh 
Wow, how do I want to phrase this? Sax, oh, duck sax? They, yeah, yeah, I guess you can yeah. Yeah. They did. It. They almost got it on and Howard the Duck, that's for sure. Uh, Beverly. It's a six point. It's a from, six point five, from guys. The mom from Back to the Future. Yes. Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine. Come on. 6.5 out of 10. Is All it right. a great movie? No. But, but did it, it surprise me a ton? It, it had did. a lot of good memes, I'll tell you that much. It, it was one of the only persistent memes we had on the podcast. I think if you go back, it, what was it? I th- This was February of 2022, I think. Yes. When we started this up. So almost two years. Crazy. And I think I raised my score one point because of how optimistic and happy you were with this movie. <laughs> you raised I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not. Maybe, I should, maybe I'm being too critical. I am still happy movie. with my six and a half. Howard the Duck. What a pick. Uh, okay, so I'll, I guess I'll take it then. If you want. So, if it's not yours, then no, don't take it. We're going to talk about a movie that would be mine later on. So I'm gonna go with X Men, uh, X Men Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past. Thank you. I was brain yeah. farting there for a second. That was, I think, by far the most, the best surprise Blew I would say away. on this yeah. list. I mean, in the previous times, I mean, I watched the X Men movies before. That movie was probably like a seven or an eight. Yeah. I didn't think of it very much, but this time watching all the fin- like I've never watched all the X Men movies in chronological like we did this time, and I don't know. There was something of the world building, the the beginning scene, and then Logan's character arc as he goes from old X Men to young X Men, back to that beautiful ending sequence of him and Charles standing in there and he goes back and it's the X-Men we've all watched, you know, for, if you watched it in 2014, you watched them all the way up since 2000, but we watched all of them. And it was just, it was a really nice bow on that Mm X-Men universe for sure. I mean, Logan kind of is past that, but I don't know. I really like days of future past guys. That was a good one. The character work was really, really well done specifically with uh, that, that scene with, Old Charles and young Charles, I think about all the time. Yeah, the the plane when Charles and uh, Magneto are arguing on the plane. Where were you, Charles? They're really good acting. So yes, X Men, X Men uh, Days of Future Past is is for me. Um, you, next next category, best director. Oh, best director. This will also be a draft since it is opinionated and not uh, numbers based. But best director. In this, uh, so we can't all pick the Russo bros, even though they were top three for right. us. Uh, and we're going to start with Micah. I got to go with the man who really just always pours his heart and soul out into the style, just the pure style yeah. into his filmmaking. And that goes to it's not ugly, Mr. Samuel Ramey. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Thought you were gonna say no. Ang Lee. The same thing. The, I, oh. I do like a lot of creativity that uh, Ang Lee pours into his Hulk movie, but he didn't put out three movies like Sam Raimi did. Yeah, we did true. not. And Good pick. Um, I just recently uh, found. I'll say found the open mats of each of the Spider-Man movies where it's like the original film of the Spider-Man trilogy. It's very cool. Uh, You get to see a little bit more of the top, a little bit more of the bottom. It's a square picture, but it's straight from the Kodak camera. Very cool. How the colors look, the framing is amazing. Just the way everything is lined up in the Raimi movies. He had a vision going into it. Like I said, yeah, uh, to give Howard the Duck as many props as I could. 
you know, I had a vision going in, sure. But like Spider-Man, yeah. Sam Raimi, he really had a vision, but that's to yep. be expected, right? Each of the Spider-Man movies have so much character, so much. I mean, Danny Elfman with the score, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And the the screenplay, it, it feels like a comic book. Every single element of this movie is ripped straight out of the comics, even more than Angley's Hulk, where they literally use comic frames <laughs> in the shots. <laughs> There's just something about that Jeez. early. It, it captures the cheese. It captures the the beauty of what comic book movies should be. And I feel like we've strayed too far from what Sam Raimi perfected. He, he yeah, he's in the early 2000s of. Uh, serious, but also really campy. Like I love it takes that. itself seriously when it needs to, like the comics, mm. and that's great. Not that I'm you know super huge into the comics, but I know the feeling of of what they are. I think I don't know what, Dude, what they are. I think. What they are in my brain, <laughs> and this is what they should be in my house. Let me ask you this, Mike: How many Spider-Man comics have you read? I grew up reading Spider-Man comics. You did? Yes. Okay. My nana would buy them for me from the newspaper. All right. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> I would read the Spider-Man and Fantastic Four ones. Like there would be mm. the collab comics. Mm. It was cool, but okay. yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi for each of the Spider-Man movies, specifically really Spider-Man pick. Two, specifically for Spider. I like specifically I li- Spider-Man. Highlight a film. Highlight a film. Yes. I like it. Yes, uh, I am going to go with Mark Webb in the Amazing Spider. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 going to be a, a duo of directors. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them, Joe and Anthony Russo. Yeah, pick one. Um, pick one. I'll, I'll pick a film, and it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be those big Avengers movies they did. It's going to be the Winter Soldier. Um, I mm. think their style just right off the gate. I mean, they're hired off of a community episode Ooh. set of episodes and they get this huge Captain America movie and they just knock it out of the park. A lot of credit has to go with the writing team of Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely for sure, but they can execute action sequences like no other proven by all like there's a reason they were given infinity war and endgame to direct because they proved in winter soldier and civil war that they they know what the heck they're doing and i don't think the mcu would be what it is without them Mm. without a doubt no way those are my two all right my pick would have to be uh rob bowman who directed Electra. Electra. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I was sure you were going to say Mark Steven Johnson, who did our two favorites. Oh, from Daredevil Daredevil and Ghost Rider. Ooh. You know, that is a good film. That's a redemption right there. All right. Uh, (laughs) It's generic. I hate to do it. I hate to say it, but I'll do James James Gunn. I'll do James Gunn. You can't. Get off the stage. Just because he does something that that most of these other directors doesn't uh, or don't really get to do. He writes and he directs, which I think really translates into the final product of the film and. James Gunn just expertly crafted three. I'll say it three. The only two that are represented on this marathon, though, Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. I think his character work is just uh, done so well. The emotion he's able to pull from scenes. Uh, his needle drops are really fantastic. I think the way he does action is really fun. And I think uh, his cosmic vision of his his kind of Star Warsification of the MCU, what he kind of mm. the sci-fi elements he brought into the world, I yes. thought were were done really well. So James Gunn, I'm going to give you this. 
And shout but, out Guillermo del Toro for yes. being just a surprise director that made a better sequel than the original, in my I, opinion. Yeah. Blade 2 was better, yes. I think. Uh, yeah. That was a surprise director. Where did Blade 2 end up on our list? Uh, Blade 2 was... Real quick. Uh-oh. Because I think Blade 2 was our best Blade movie. I liked Blade 1 more, but Blade I think two consensus was you two liked Blade 2 better. Landed in 28th place. 28. Okay. All right. Yes. Top 30? Top 30, I guess? Top 30. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Ethan, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Needle Drops and how James Gunn is so good at that. Mm. And Needle Drops is our next category because in the Marvel Movie Marathon, in 57 movies, there's a lot of good Needle Drops mm. throughout the uh. MCU, throughout the Marvel movies. There's also a lot of... You know, strange Howard, ones. The duck. Ooh. <laughs> Take it, Mike. Do it. Did I tell you guys? This you might did. be a dementia. Yep. Yeah. All right. Dementia Let's moment. Share the story. You started it. No, I, I I was at work one day. And we were playing Guess the Tune from movies. And this tune starts playing a familiar tune. And it, it was it was Howard. I couldn't place it until the music started playing. I was like, no way. I've heard this. But from where? Howard the Duck was playing. And I was, dude, I almost took a video for you guys. But. I mean, that's definitely on the list for needle drops, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Thor Ragnarok, the the immigrant song, the last time it's played because they play it multiple times, but it's when he gets the lightning and he fires down on the bridge, takes out all those guys and they play that needle drop of the immigrant song. Immigrant song already fantastic, but in that moment, probably one of the coolest moments in the MCU because of how good that needle drop is. I only didn't like it because the trailer was played too much before the movie. Well, that was because it. you saw it too many times. Because I saw the trailer yeah. too many times. Immigrant song was in it. The bridge scene was in it. And I was just burnt out by the time it actually got to there in the okay. movie. Were you burnt out this time though? Yeah. Just from in memory. Cause it's been played. Didn't they even play it in love and thunder? No, that was all uh, ACDC yeah, there's in a- love and thunder. <laughs> I love ACDC. Oh, I love Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. That's I think it is, is Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Right? Yeah. yeah. His yeah. actual song is there. Right. That's that a needle drop. Yeah. Ethan, you got one? Uh, I hate that you just mentioned that one because that one is a good one to start off the MCU. Back in Black. Fantastic. Oh, but come on. Uh, am I going to take that? I'm going to take one that gets me joyous every time I hear it. The memes go crazy. I'm going to steal it from Micah. I think he might be eye-dropping this. Ooh. As Tobey Maguire happily Ooh. walks and munches <laughs> on a hot dog. I don't... Is, is the rain keeps falling on my head? Is that the name of the song? Raindrops are falling on my Raindrops head. Raindrops keep falling on my Who's head. Who's the artist of that? I gotta, that is Barry Manilow. I'm taking that one, okay? Okay. I love that. Dude, that needle drop. Sure, yes. I think about... All the time, and it's Parker such eats a, a hot dog. Yeah, that, that scene. <laughs> it's such a pivotal point in the movie where yes. uh, Peter has rejected his powers, and he's decided to not accept that responsibility that comes with his power. He's decided to be selfish, and you see this work out for him in all the way he has a life he wants, but ultimately it's not the life he wants. Mm. I think it's a pivotal moment in that movie, and I love the I love the needle drop. It's also just hilarious. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's so good. The way man. it ends, it's just a freeze frame oh. on on Toby. <laughs> Nothing's worrying me. That's the kind of <laughs> that's, that's the, the style, kind of comic man. book camp that I needed to see. Yep. Um, I'm gonna pick one that's 
way different than your guys's. Uh, so I was thinking, what is a needle drop that really stuck with me? One that really impacted me, and and one that came to mind was uh, the the credits of Across the Spider Verse. And I was like, okay, was there one like that that impacted me? And, and I was thinking, when the man comes around from Logan. Oh my gosh, that's a great that, pick. That is the only song in this where like. Or one of one of few. I mean, there's porch that leaves you just speechless while you're listening to the music. And Father the, and Son by Yusef and Guardians. Too. Yes, there are there are very few moments in this podcast uh, in our watch through where we had a song that played and you're just like completely like, is this real? Am I here right now? Did Logan just die? And like that's it. And then they hit you with that song. And then they hit you with the, when the man comes around. Dude, what? Yeah. And that I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It, I it, mean, what else to say? Not many movies will I watch the credits, but I just I let it play. Yes. Because it was I mean, it's Johnny Cash. It's so good. Mm. I, that's a great pick. Another man. movie that comes to mind like that is at the end of the second Hobbit movie. When that Ed Sheeran oh, I song fire. I see fire. Oh. That, that's another that like goes so hard. yeah if you're looking for that yep. feeling yep yeah that just makes you want to sit there and just process <laughs> what happened right well we've gentlemen we've been a little positive on these first three categories <laughs> let's go negative worst performance in Ooh. the marvel well, yeah, the 50s i'm really interested to hear watched. what you guys say worst performance i know i definitely i definitely have one but ethan's gonna start us off oh man this is a tough one to Kick start us off. off. Come on, man. Because we've had some bad performances, mm -hmm. and some stick to mind. Uh, one that I think edges out the uh, the badness just because of how campy he is is Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Mm, yeah, I think he <laughs> would contend for this, but he's just a little too fun to watch. Either that, whether that being good or bad, he was too into his role. He, he yeah, he loved it too. He's having too much fun. But I think that Ben Affleck plays an absolutely awful Matt Murdock. Come on, we just saw the clip. An absolutely <laughs> awful Matt Murdock. And that's not because he's a bad actor, because he's not. We've seen him do great performances before. But it, the script combined with what the, the tight suit they put mm. him in and the, you know, he hated his time as daredevil and i hated watching him as daredevil and i like a lot of the swings that movie does but i think it's such a swing and a miss from his performance standpoint we talked for a good amount of that podcast on you know he's supposed to be blind mm -hmm. we have charlie cox yeah who nope. uh plays blind to perfection he's won awards for how well he's able to portray a blind character and ben affleck just does it horribly and I just hate everything that he does. And no no bashing the guy, but bashing that movie fully. Ben Affleck's great, but holy cow, <laughs> was Daredevil 2003 a mess? Micah? Well, I've got one. Um, in a similar really? vein to, uh, to Ethan's here. And it's... A portrayal so bad that uh, so I started watching this movie with Rebecca, my fiance, and uh, by the time she watched this movie exclusively 
for this actress. It's the same she movie. She saw her same on the movie. cover yeah. and was like, <laughs> wow. Wow. Jennifer Garner's I in love this? Jennifer Garner. <laughs> She's she's pretty. I've seen movies with her before. I almost picked her, Micah. I should watch I should watch this Daredevil movie. <laughs> we got 15 minutes in. Ooh. She shows up, you know, mustard in the drink, all that, whatever. And then they get to the 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 fight the scene on the seesaws. Fight scene. And she's like, this is awful. Turn it off. This this was one of the first times where I had to turn off a movie. Because mm. Rebecca had me turn it off. Oh, that's a sign of true love, though. Where if you are willing, because you were fully there, Micah, you were I was willing ready to watch it again. To rewatch Daredevil. With the mindset of this movie's trash. Micah. I can dog on it the Props whole time. To you. And it just broke you again. It broke. It broke her. So it broke me. Yes, man. Unfortunately, man, that movie, one, man, oh. man, a clean sweep with Daredevil, Daredevil. two thousand three. Holy cow! Ben? Dude, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I was, I had Electra as mine, so I, I got to pick something. Oh, but I, let me first steal. Actually, let me tell you something right now, though. I, I have another one. Oh yeah, I Ele- love Electra. That what's her last name? Nachismos. Nachios. Nachios. So it was a game Nacho time decision. Cheese. I almost took Electra too, but <laughs> she I is was, bottom of the barrel. She got her about, own movie. I was yeah, thinking yeah. about Daredevil, and I just, I hated Daredevil a little more, just because yeah. the character is more interesting than mm. Electra, and he just whiffed it. But, but we will. Say at the time that Daredevil was the only live action Daredevil we'd ever had. Right. So I mean uh, doesn't make it good. Oh, they man, were trying to do their own thing and it didn't work because they nope. didn't commit to the bit. Nope. Didn't uh, I'll go with um a performance that as a as if you're portraying a comic book character, you you have missed the mark terribly. And I know that he has a lot of charm. There's a lot of, you know, I enjoy watching him because it's insane. But Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider mm. is absolutely <laughs> atrocious. Micah's gonna playing Ghost Rider. Both movies or just one? Both movies, Both movies dude. Okay. He is not. Ghost Rider is supposed to be this very cool guy on a motorcycle okay uh, you just define nick cage. cage is not dude he is he is ultimate camp and yeah there's a there's a point where you can enjoy that enjoy that and and to an extent i kind of do i give the first ghost rider a six yeah but he is atrocious as the character of ghost rider it's terrible I it's it's laughably bad. That's where I enjoy it from. Laughably, yeah. And and but I, but like, there is no part of me that thinks that's uh, that's the definitive ghost right there. That's kind of what he there. does. But but he's just so miscast. Mm. It, it just is. It's Ghost Rider. Why would you cast Nicolas Cage? Because he loves Ghost Rider. He's got Ghost Rider. That's probably the only reason why they casted him. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying the reasons. Hold on. Ghost Rider tattoo. Wait a minute. (laughs) I I know what you just saw was terrible. Y'all remember that scene where he's sitting there watching TV with a champagne glass full of jelly beans? And, and the one where he's like, he has that guy up on the wall, he's screeching at the door, screeching at the door. I'm, dude, how about when he God. shoves the cell phone down the dude's throat? Y'all remember that? Dude, it's laughably <laughs> I bad. think a contender, though, for bad performances, Idris Elba in Spirit of Vengeance. Mm. He, like, A-tier actor, and he Disrespect. shows up and just like, what a dump of a film, that one. Another one who's not that, like... 
is uh, Storm, the actress who plays Storm. I'm forgetting her Which name. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. She's not, the same actress. She's not. I mean, I don't really... Most of the newer X-Men cast, I don't even, like, think about, to be honest with I you. I would say I, young Jean Grey <laughs> is way worse Dark than Phoenix. Storm. No, that's a, that's uh, a Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse. That's another bad one. I think yeah. she, just Agreed. because she is, like, a lead character in both she's movies. She's so flat. Yeah. She's yep. so flat. She tries for an accent for, like, half of Apocalypse, yeah. and it doesn't work. Oh no, no no! I'm thinking of um um what's her name from the first trilogy, who can't be touched. Um, hmm. that lady, Famke Jensen. Famke. Oh yeah, no, Famke no, Jensen plays Jean Grey. No no, no 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 no! Who can't be touched? Oh, oh Rogue. Rogue. <laughs> Rogue had the bad accent in the first. Oh movie. yeah yeah yeah. She but is. Yeah. um, Jean Grey. Her uh, what's her name? Sophie Turner or something? Yes. Yeah, Sophie yeah. Turner. She did a just awful throwaway <laughs> job, and. It sucks because there was so much opportunity with it. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. bad. I think um, anything, anything from Fantastic, you could throw in bad performance. No, my The Turner problem was, is, uh, it's like it's not offense. None of their performances are offensively bad. I'll say, <laughs> you know, I'll say the most wild one, especially after uh, seeing one of the best movies from last year. You know, Paul Giamatti's Rhino. Absurd. Yeah. Holy Absurd. God. It makes I no sense. It. It what goes he's the doing. same thing with Dane DeHaan's Green yeah. Goblin. That's another terrible one. Holy catfish. Both of those two. Oh, you know yeah, what? I, I might actually I, go with I, Dane DeHaan. I don't know why anyone would like that. You movie. already locked in, but it's too late. It's true. The yeah, category right. we moved which, on. Which movie right. were those guys in? You gave Amazing Spider Man 2 like a 7.8. All right. I don't want to hear it. No, no. Yeah. I don't want to hear Were you. you just just, only Ethan can dog on me for that, which, right? Which movie you is gave that? Amazing yeah. Spider-Man two a good score, seven point nine. You did. You can't dog on me Bro. for that, all right? I gave it an eight point five. Oh, point six higher than you, all right? What did I give it? Only Ethan can dog on me for that. What did I give? You gave it I mean, a six point two. See, like I hated on the movie the whole time, and I felt like very like mad about it, but I gave it a six point two. I think that's really reasonable. And you guys don't, but. That's probably a little higher than it should be. Ethan just has the lowest average. Why so did I go he's, are we, he's below two, average. Are weird. we talking about hot takes right now? Hot takes? Hot takes? Hot oh, takes? What is that? That's one of our categories, folks. Ben, it's hot take. Ben, you have the most egregious <laughs> hot take on the I podcast. Do? Your score is the widest, the furthest out from ours. I bet I can um, guess what it is. It is the only one that is... <laughs> Uh, one of few that is over two points higher ben, than what we gave him. Ben, and that you've is, waited a long time for this moment. Oh, yeah. The Punisher. I will defend it until I die, folks. You'd think, because we're also going to have a portion of this podcast where we talk about scores that we may, we look back on and we're like, oh, maybe maybe I want to adjust that a little bit. A score we gave it, and it's like, ooh, that might be too high, maybe it's too low. I am firm. Punisher is an eight. Without a doubt. What's mm. the internet ranking? Because that's how it is, right? Yeah. If the internet's ranking, all of them averaged, and then the hottest, farthest take away from that for each of us. The internet gave it a 5.4. Mm-hmm. And I gave it an 8. You gave it an 8. Which is like what 3.6. 3. Yeah. Higher. Look at you, man. That, ben. Man, Good you're job. so smart. I don't even know if that's right. <laughs> I legit. I didn't listen. I, I threw out a number. I My just, hottest take, um, which is dude. not going to be the one that I actually share, is Ghost Rider. I apparently rated three point six higher than the internet <laughs> score. The first Ghost Rider. The first Ghost Rider. I gave three point oh, six. Uh, the internet gave it a a six point one. And your your Howard the Duck. Oh, take sorry. Uh, has to be up a there 4. too. 1. 
Right. My Howard the Duck take wasn't as out there as the internet's was. So um, which so for me it was punchable. Which one? Who is it for you? These are just based on numbers, guys. Yeah, yeah. This isn't Howard the Ducks score for me was I I gave it almost I gave it two point eight points higher than the uh, internet's score, okay. which was a three point six. So what's your most egregious one? Well, I mean, like those are my most egregious, but I would say that the one that I would defend uh, from the internet for being like far out is <laughs> is something I haven't thought of yet. Uh, oh, you, you don't uh, even have something in mind? No, I don't. Have, Spider-Man you, 3. Spider-Man 3 is something that the internet likes to dog on, right? And there's a small group of people that really like the the Raimi trilogy. For some reason, the third one is always, oh, it's it's just dog water. It's trash. It's whatever. But I feel that there are so many redeeming qualities. It wraps up the story. It, it introduces new layers to relations that we hadn't thought of yet. There's the whole Goblin Jr. part, which I actually liked. Sure, there's Eddie Brock parts that are, eh, you know, kind of, eh, but... Overall, I think that for what he did, for what he had to do with Venom, yeah, it could have been way worse. Yeah, and we have seen way worse. It was way worse around there at the time. Looking at you, Venom. we have had way worse. I mean, I like the Venom movies you, YouTuber too. Ben from Canada has a great video defending Spider-Man Three. I'll put you on that right yes. after Micah. So, like that, that's just in my opinion, that's a fall guy, you know. If there's three of them, there's one that's the worst, and it's. Mm. I think it is Spider-Man three is worse. I think one and two are better. I think that's not that's not even a hot take. Yeah, we but even rated I agree. It, we even rated it way worse than than the third one. It, it placed way lower. Yeah, uh, the third one was in twenty sixth place, still fresh, but Spider-Man is twentieth place at a seven point nine. It's point four points different, so really not that different. But okay. like, still. It's enough to kick it out of a lot of people's top tens, top twenties, okay. even. Yeah. Hmm. What's Ethan's hottest mm. take? So, I don't know what the list says. I know I disagreed with you guys a lot on the Amazing Spider-Man two and X-Men Origins Wolverine. I know we're my big two, but I think we looked at hottest take, and that was hot take from a positive way. But collectively, we all had a hot take from the internet scores in a very negative way. Mm. And that's X-Men first class. Ooh, mm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. We yeah. all collectively. What did we give so, X-Men first class? Five and a half. We, we, all, gave, and a half, we yeah. all gave it. And people really adore that movie. You ask the average Marvel goer. Dude. They love X-Men first class. And when we rewatched that movie, it was hard to watch. It was cringy. It wasn't enjoyable. The, the, the female scenes were weirdly like sexualized in any kind of way they could have done it. The dialogue wasn't good. Emma and Frost. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't fun in any way. And we watched it together, which you know a movie is that bad if us three watched it together and we couldn't have fun with it. So I don't know why the internet loved this at the time. I don't know why people still love Even this now, movie. Right. It's really interesting. The internet I don't know. gave it a 7.7 7 out of 10. Yeah, I don't know what the appeal is with X-Men First Class. Even Hollywood Reporter almost gave it into their top half. The whole Their whole group, the first class of X-Men, 
there's maybe one or two that are even interesting. The rest are cringe. They're throwaway, like they literally, off literally of some of them are. And the villain, I mean, who, who Kevin Bacon, I believe, is the <laughs> villain in that one. Yeah. Terrible. That is the movie where well, whatever his face is, the absorbing guy. Mm-hmm. What what what's his name? Is it's, uh, it's like Darwin, 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 Darwin. Darwin. Yeah, it yeah. is Darwin. <laughs> he can adapt to anything, right? And he just blows he's up. First yeah, person he's in. He is so overpowered in the comics that I've heard. I had to kill him off. Uh, one of the big critiques is like in the comics, he will adapt so much that he will develop teleportation to get out of a situation <laughs> before he will implode himself. Mm. Like that is canon. He can do that. Wow. Well, not in not in this movie. Not in, this not in that movie. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon <laughs> is just so forgettable. So as that villain, Charles and Charles and uh, Eric, they're good. I think the best performance is without a doubt. As Magneto. always, yeah. I mean, he he is he's great. But the like, whole series after Wolverine's spotlight is Charles and, and that. Like, what is the X Men franchise without Wolverine? The right. ones without him do that, not uh, score very well on our havoc, list. Havoc, havoc oh. going through there. So- was there a guy named Sonic Boom? There wasn't, but I feel like there should be. One named Sonic Boom in that movie. What is the internet score for X Men First Class? Seven point seven, and we all gave it a five and a half. Yes, so that, I mean that's a big, that's a wide range. I mean that's a we were united on that one at a five point five. We didn't even like no. remotely like that one. That no. one, and it goes without saying, our our very bottom of the list, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, at a one, was two point four points lower than the internet score, which. If there were very watched few it, redeeming qualities in that movie. If any. It was honestly. painful. It was good. There was a good Nick theme song. You can laugh at some parts of that. Nick Cage yeah. urinates bad. fire. If you're, not, uh-huh. if you're not purposely having a good time, like going into this, expecting to make fun of this movie, yeah. you probably won't have a good time. And you can definitely watch movies like that and have a good time. We just... I guess we just weren't in the mood for. Mm-hmm. We just needed a penance <laughs> stare into our into our. Ooh, nice souls. Yes. Next category we have, it's a little negative. Uh, is most ambitious, mm. most ambitious film. The participation award. The participation award. No, that's what I call it. The most ambitious. Yeah, like it tries really hard. It tries really hard. Yes, it doesn't have to be a good movie. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> for swing, sure. We'd say yeah. Right, the punish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> then you're first, right? <laughs> so uh, no on this one, Micah. You are. Ah, oh, shoot. Uh, if you don't have one, I will go. Yeah, you go first. I do. I'm letting one. you have the floor. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm going to go with a more generic pick. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, the Avengers. I can go next. Just the idea of the Avengers at that time. Even now, huh. we forget. We so really do your forget. pick is a concept? No, no, or it's it the film. The first it's the Avengers film. film. It's, it's the film, for sure. But it's it's the it, the idea goes into it, as in no one at that in their right mind at that time, in that time period, was thinking about making four separate franchises combine into one in a huge, massive movie. It was super ambitious. And by all accounts... It should have failed. Yet Joss Whedon and company, along with the incredible performances from almost, no, yeah, everyone involved, you have one of the best comic book movie films on our list. Super ambitious. I would even go so far as to say it's more ambitious than Infinity War as far as scale goes and Endgame. 
because this was the first of its kind. You can make an Iron Man movie. You can make a Thor movie. Those ones are a risk. But this one, man, this was a huge risk going into it. Doesn't seem like it. It really does not seem like it now for sure. But back in the day, this was like a, a movie with four, five, six main characters. How are they going to have enough screen time? How is it going to be satisfying? And yet, in every way, it pulls it off. The first Avengers movie is fantastic. And it gets mm-hmm. my most ambitious project. For mine, I got to say, for similar reasons, because X-Men 2000 did a lot of those things first, way back then. And sure, they don't give tons of character development to each character, but they don't really do that in the Avengers either. They're kind of just all doing little baby steps, and then they're just slightly better than they were at the beginning. X-Men 2000 is a team-up movie, but focused on Logan and really who cares about anything else, but just Logan. So I think that for what they were doing, this is one of the most ambitious for the time. No movie had a, a budget that large before. No mm. movie um, had this much ambition going into it. I mean, no one would have expected that it made how much money, like tons of money, like billions and millions of dollars. I don't know. It made millions it, of dollars. It made a lot of money, I think. I can't find the numbers. I, I think I remember that first X-Men movie being on the it lower It made $139 million, which uh, is almost four times its budget of uh, $75 million. So, like, $75 million for a, a comic book movie? Unheard of back then. And, and uh, going into the sequels, I mean, Last Stand had $210 million budget. Huge first class or not first class um whatever x2 had a budget of 110 so it was just keep growing and growing this was the proof of concept that you can franchise a comic book movie and it can become its own thing it can become a series because blade i mean it did all right but it was rated r you had to have something that was kid friendly that could not more kid friendly that could appeal to a wider audience and can make boatloads of cash in a summer blockbuster and that's what x-men was we wouldn't have had we we may not have even had the spider-man movies if not for what x-men did to solidify the groundwork for comic book movies we owe a lot to x-men i like it okay ethan very ambitious uh you guys took more of a positive swing on the ambitious i'm gonna go a little more not fully negative. You can't I pick mean, Daredevil again. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> picking Daredevil again. You can't pick Elektra either. I'm not picking Elektra. No, a movie that I think took a ton of swings and really wanted to pivot their whole franchise in a new direction. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Uh, do you? Yeah. A movie that really was kind of s- supposed to start a whole new subgenre of these films so after the the middling success and failure of X Men: The Last Stand. Oh, okay. Fox had a great idea with X-Men Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And I to be specific, X-Men Origins Wolverine, not the Wolverine, not the Wolverine, not Logan, right? X-Men Origins Wolverine. This was supposed to start a whole subgenre of X Origins films. And they put a lot on this movie shoulder and it whiffed so hard that they had to pivot the whole front. They went, you know what? This whiffed bad. Let's jump back 
many years of the timeline and just reboot the whole series with X-Men First Class. I think this movie, you guys liked it way more than I did. I hate this movie. I, I not hate. No, I really don't like this movie. I think it takes a lot of swings with the character of Logan. It does uh, a lot of things with mutants in general. There's the blob in there. Gambit's in there. There's so much thrown into this movie. And then a lot of forgettable side characters. And then you have the Deadpool of it all. The yeah. the way that they That's whiff on Wade Wilson in the finale of that movie. I think the CGI is just awful. I know you guys saw some redeeming elements, but to me, this is a very ambitious movie. There's a lot that they wanted this movie to do that it didn't. And yep. that's reflected in the yeah. release schedule. Yep. That reminds me of another uh, failed, ambitious Marvel project that just didn't pan out was Marvel Knights. That was another Ooh, big one. Yeah. Uh, it was the Punisher movie and Ghost Rider I believe just the first one were the only ones under the mm. Marvel Knights branding. Like, and then we're they gonna went start this whole nowhere. Uh, I think it was actually uh, Punisher Warzone. It was Warzone. It was yeah. Warzone and Ghost Rider were the only two that ever had the Marvel Knights logo. It was supposed to be this huge, like underground, yeah. more gritty Marvel era. But this is your Marvel for 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 uh, this, this, this ain't your, your mom's Marvel. This is your dad's Marvel. This is your dad's, dad's movies, Marvel. Bro. Your uncle's Marvel. <laughs> your uncle's Marvel. Your cool like uncle that. who drinks Monster and plays COD. Yeah, right. Hmm. Well, gentlemen, I say we move on to the next category, I which say. is funniest Marvel <laughs> film. You laughed the most watching ouch. this Marvel movie. Ouch. <laughs> now we can start with me. Oh, whether for any way, like whether you laughed genuinely, whether you laughed at the movie, it's all on the table for this one. Uh, I'm going to go with genuinely this time. Um, I'm going to go with Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. I think huh. from a hilarity standpoint, even now, six years later, that movie still is hilarious. Jake Johnson specifically as Spider-Man. Uh, there's many Spider-Man movies in that, but he is great. Miles is great. The, the humor still works now, yeah. and I I like really good I like into the, yeah, into the way the they blend really well. Ethan, <laughs> okay, so I'm not going as serious as you. I'm going hilarity in an awful way. To me, there is one thing that I've seen on this marathon that has made me laugh more than anything else that we've seen. I'm going to set the stage for you guys. It's a dark alleyway. You have a group of hoodlum teenagers mm. talking about parkour and they begin to leap from one building to another. And in the middle of that leap, they are shot by a rocket launcher and blown <laughs> to bits. I'm taking Punisher Warzone for let's go. Ironically, the funniest film that we have seen on this list, because I think, oh, uh, R.I.P. Ray Stevenson, but I think the mm. way he plays the Punisher is really just out there and goofy. I liked it. And the over-the-top violence really makes me laugh. There's a scene mm. where the Punisher lightly, like, normally punches a dude in the face, but uh, his fist collapses the guy's skull and oh, yeah. goes into the wall <laughs> through the door frame. What are we doing here? That, that movie made me laugh. Specifically, that rocket launcher scene kills me every time I watch it. I love that movie, actually. That was that was a lot of fun. What did you give Punisher Wars on? I gave Punisher Wars on a six and a half. Oh, are you serious? Yes. 
That's got to be his hottest. That's got to be here. a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of my hottest. My my hottest Dang. take, according to anything, was my Ghost Rider score because I rated it three points higher than anything else. Mm. So, wow. Dang. Um, which I did have a lot of fun with Ghost Rider. I don't know if I would say it was the funniest movie, but I did have a lot of fun with it. I'm going to go more recent with this one and say Guardians 2. Mm. Uh, nice. I, Good pick. I feel like Guardians 2 was one of the movies that balanced out uh, humor and story one of the best. Uh, Daredevil is all la- I mean, not Daredevil. Deadpool is too many, you know, crude jokes, too many laughs, try- trying to go the whole time. And yeah, it's great. But rewatchability, funniest movie. I would say Guardians 2 is one of the ones that's guaranteed you're going to be able to watch it a bunch of times. And it's it's hilarious every mm. time. Yep. Yeah, simple as that. I mean, Drax is they James Gunn nailed all of the characters that he he let them, you know, he introduced them in the first one and then they were able to run for the second one. And um, that's just it's awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. The next category for our for our Marvel Multiverse Awards. <laughs> Holy catfish. Yeah, we're almost there. All right, all right. We're almost done, guys. This is the most emotional mm. film that mm. you watched. I mean, it might be the same for all of us, but yeah. um, who do we start with? Ethan on that one? Yeah, I'll go with, uh, you had just mentioned it, Ben. You said the emotions and the humor side. Got you going. I'm going to take Spider-Verse. Mm. I think the way yep. that they blend all the emotions in Spider-Verse is really, really well done. And that's with uh, childhood wonder. That's um, entertainment. That's, you know, your jokes and then that's also your character emotion i think yeah they master that there are some great scenes between miles and his dad great scenes of just superhero isms like the watch out danger scene always gets me to you know regardless of what emotion i'm feeling this movie gets me to feel all the emotions and i love the ride that this movie is every time yep micah hands down gotta go logan Mm-hmm. Logan all the way. This is the the first movie where you feel the weight of a character's age and struggles and the uh, the adamantium just weighing down on him as he just kicks and crawls and bites and claws his way to the finish line, which is his resting place mm-hmm. on, on the rock. And um, it's... A heavy movie it's full of uh, i mean i'm reminded of the scene with charles uh laying in bed and he's he's talking to logan and he's 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 just pouring out everything and then the tragedy of it not even being logan yeah right oh dude it does hit and man. the score playing at yeah. this Yep. That is, that's why, I mean, spoiler alert, that's why it's one of the greatest movies on our podcast. Or not, I mean, we didn't make the movie, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no, we did. No, we made one it. One of our best yeah, movies. Good, good job. James Mangold. Awesome job editing. Thank yep. you. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Knocks it out of the park every time. Uh, I won't spend too much time on mine, but it's Endgame yep. for obvious reasons. And Watch our episode. Yeah. Two, two and a half hours of us talking about the emotion of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Go listen to that. Yeah. I mean, if you experienced it, you knew all of it that went into it. Yeah. Good pick. We'll go with uh, Endgame. Lame pick. So this one, this one's going to be, um, this one's a fun one. How did, they, how did this get greenlit? 
This is the oh, how did this get green? I get to go first, right? No, no, can I go first? No, no, I get to go first, right? Yeah, I think it's Micah. Micah how in go. the world did Electra no. get greenlit? Oh, oh, I know. How I think in we all the wanted world <laughs> did Electra make it past the, true. the pitching stage? Yeah. Like the idea. All right, so Ben Affleck cancels on us. <laughs> Let's still make this Daredevil sequel because we gotta make one. All right, what do we do? Let's get Electra. Jennifer Nacho Garner cheese. People liked her. Wait, but, but but we killed her in the last movie. Oh, yeah, um, they well, killed her. We don't, was don't worry about that. No explanation in Electra. I was waiting for it, and there was nothing. <laughs> they just it, it's like it such a mind blowing thing that comic book <laughs> movies did not care about <laughs> any canon. They were just like, just make it. Who cares? Nobody's gonna I think care. There's a scene of her in like an ambulance, maybe. Sure, and and the craziest part is the craziest part about everything with Elektra is that I know people who like this movie. I personally know people who who I went to a uh, a resale shop uh, with with my aunt and her friend and uh, my yeah, and it was like a whole group of us, and I saw Elektra a DVD copy in just bargain bin, and I picked it up. I was like, hey guys, look. This movie was trash. We just reviewed it for our podcast, and they're like, "I like that movie. That one was really good." We, the, you know, I'm gonna buy it, and then they bought it, bro. <laughs> they bought that disc of Electra. They spent money. I mean, I spent money on Electra too, but that was for a reason. That's for research purposes, all right? For completion, What's it for right? enjoyment. Come on, exactly, and. <laughs> It just astounds me that yeah. it, it made almost no money. Uh, it completely tanked any credibility that Daredevil had for such a long time. It just... Yeah. The the next female-led movie to tank will be the Marvels. <laughs> like, no movie has tanked as bad as Elektra. Electra, yeah. But at least I can see how the Marvels was greenlit. I right. understand like, why that a, was greenlit. A vision behind that, and okay, like obviously, like Fantastic Four, like yes. a, even a Daredevil. Yeah, that movie wasn't good, but that character is fantastic. You know why that got greenlit? Yes. Yeah. I will say this though, for my pick, here is one that I just I I have, I'm baffled by it. After after the middling reviews and success, not even of the first film. It somehow gets greenlit for Spirit of Vengeance. How does Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, how was a sequel greenlit for this film six years later? Can you guys answer that question? Probably Nick Cage. How, how, probably, probably, probably Nick they Cage. They called him and they said, hey, would you do a sequel? For, and for he was reference, like, Ghost, Ghost, Rider, Ghost, Rider, <laughs> Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance comes out he puts on his sunglasses. Uh, yeah. after the first Avenger and before the Avengers. So the first Captain America movie, <laughs> Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and then the mm. Avengers. It's Imagine like this movie Valentine's f- Day just came around. Yeah. It's the next weekend, and you go, <laughs> he, let's he, go to Spirit of Vengeance. He did call this a love movie, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And we did love it. Just terrible. <laughs> that's that's my pick, Ghost Rider. Ouch. Ethan. I'm gonna go with one that, regardless of what you think of the final product of the film. The fact that it got greenlit is really baffling to me. Before any Marvel movie had ever been put to the big screen, mm. Marvel collabed with uh, Lucas. George, George Lucas. Lucas man. Are you going to talk praises about Howard the Duck? 
What? This is how did this get greenlit? How did this get greenlit? Oh, like, okay, uh, okay. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, what did you think we're our best film or, or something? Yeah, I thought you were giving your Oscar <laughs> best picture. No, it's an easy mistake how to did, make. How, how, did, how, how did Howard the Duck get greenlit? I'm really confused about yep, yep. it. It's not like this was one of the. He isn't even now one of the Keystone Marvel characters, and they went, "Okay, let's make this movie randomly right after Star Wars." Like I get Lucas wanting to bring a Star Wars character to life or I mean a Marvel character to life but this Howard the Duck How and then the script it? whatever Micah thinks of this movie this movie's not good yeah won some Razzies I see it is weird yeah, it won uh, worst picture of the decade <laughs> <laughs> Howard the Duck I didn't even put Razzies on our uh, on our like watch list thing we're not all. gonna hold that against you Micah you did enough I would say in a good way, in Ouch. the best possible way. Uh, next category we have, and this is... We- oh, that's what it was. Howard the Duck bombed, and that's why Steve Jobs bought Pixar. And that's why Pixar yes. is around. That is the that's domino what it effect. Was. So credit to Howard the Duck for that. Mm, yep. But nothing else. Wow. Unless you're Micah. Unless, he already defended it. You're welcome. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, Looking speaking out for the of guy. defended films, we are going to go into... What we believe to be the most underrated movie on this list. Mm. And reflected by our score? Reflected or? by your own score, yes. So it can be a draft, but I don't think any of us are going to. this a little bit. Uh, I don't think any of us are going to yet. But I didn't talk in depth about my Ben. Okay. ben okay. I know right. Ben wants to talk about his. I want to talk about Punisher, all right? Go so ahead. Just, go ahead. Just talk about Punisher right now. Before, it's all right. Just before we, get, we, we, we remove it, because no one else is going to think about it. I really do think that no this movie think about is very <laughs> underrated. Like, very <laughs> underrated, I think. It, it, from the performances, which I love, to the musical score, which is even better, this movie goes... I mean, it's, I think, super emotional. It's hard to talk about because it was such a polarizing <laughs> podcast. It really was. Go Just back and you. listen to it. I had fun. But let... let it is so good. I loved it. I loved almost every moment of this film. Yeah, where there's some cheesy aspects, but the ending leaves you on such a high note on a crescendo of the score for me. I just want to see this continued. I think Thomas Jane is fantastic. He plays the emotional side of the Punisher better than anyone I've ever seen. And I he's he's fantastic. Punisher is Punisher is my pick for most underrated Marvel film. Oh, I thought you meant like overrated. I sorry, I mixed it up in my head. It's easy, it's easy <laughs> yeah, to get those yeah. two mixed up too. Gotcha, gotcha. Ethan. Underrated. Okay. All right, I'm throwing a few movies out for this. This is a little different than our most surprising, but underrated as far as from a directing standpoint. And uh I know we three love this movie, but the internet doesn't love this movie as much as we do. I'm going to go Guardians 2. I think okay. Guardians 2 is such a great pick for this. Yes. I was talk anytime I talk to someone they're always like, "Yeah, Guardians 2 fails in every sort of way compared to the first one." And I thought that too, but in this rewatch, Guardians 2 is a great movie and I think they blend so much more into it than that first one. Yeah, there's a little the few elements that aren't as good as the first but so many more elements that surpass the first. And it's really interesting how many people dog on Guardians 2 when I think it is a great emotional journey with these characters. And really, I love the father-son dynamic between uh, Russell Crowe, not Russell Crowe, 
Wyatt That's Russell. That's different. Riot. What is his name? Uh, Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell and uh, Chris Pratt have a really great dynamic mm. in that movie. And yeah, Ben mentioned the needle drop father yeah. son. That one always gets me. Hits. Yeah. But yeah, the internet doesn't like this one. This isn't really like the hottest take or the the most underrated, but I think people don't talk about it enough. It's I think it's underrated. a really good movie. Yes, yeah. good pick. Good pick. Uh, since we're not talking about the, either of these movies enough, I just want to do a, a shout out to both of the bottom of the barrel MCU movies that people always just automatically put on the bottom is The Incredible Hulk and... Thor the Dark World, which we also put, put which we also put at the bottom, but our MCU list. Yeah, but well, I mean, Captain Marvel was right underneath the Incredible Hulk. But still, I just want to say that they're not off. They're not the worst in the world. <laughs> they had, something has to be at the bottom. Yeah. But when it comes to Marvel movies, there's none of Thor them the Dark really... World, especially yeah. there. There are what? There's a bunch of places in between Thor the Dark World. We rated that 39th place. Yeah. It's not it's not that bad of a movie. I think that there are a lot of redeeming qualities to it. Is it the greatest? No. Is it the, anything great by now standards? No. But did it completely destroy what Thor could have been uh, based on Kenneth Branagh's amazing directorial debut? Not debut, but MCU debut? Yes, yeah. it did, yes. unfortunately. And uh, that was a big... Big uh, no no. <laughs> I'll say this: I miss that Thor versus the one we I have right do now. I miss I'd that Thor. Have that one. We don't get Shakespearean Thor at all after this, and no. it's a shame. But that's what gives it points. He's Shakespearean, is that it's in, uh, so Ultron. A little bit, but still it, there. He just kind of says things, but it's it's not like his character isn't <laughs> yeah, Shakespearean yeah. Thor. So that's why I gave it some more points because it was still back when Marvel was more original than it is mm. now. There is that innocent time of those Marvel movies where it was like, oh man, that, that was a fun time to be watching them because it was so innocent. Mm-hmm. That Like a first Thor especially, I think, very underrated pick as well. Um, Two more categories left, gentlemen. Okay. Two We're going to do music. Best musical score or oh. soundtrack of this Marvel film. Lots to choose from here. And we're going to start with Ethan. Okay. All right. I was hoping I'd get this. Just... I, you know, I'm not as big into scores as you guys are, but one score that I was thinking about on my drive over here, and I'm so glad. I mean, y'all were talking about it too earlier. One that never got released officially. I'm going to take the Ooh. Spider-Man 3 score. Okay. I really like this score. Great the pick. Sandman theme, the Raimi theme. Uh, the black know, suit theme. Yeah, like, Danny Elfman kicking uh, it. Danny Elfman killing it. Like Danny Elfman let us down with Ang Lee's Hulk. But Spider-Man 3. Actually, no, he's not in this. He didn't do Spider-Man 3, did he? Mm, he did no, not. No. He yeah. wrote themes. But a lot of his themes are carried over. A lot of his themes over. are carried and over. And that's why and Spider-Man 3 on. was never... Uh, yeah. The soundtrack was never released mm-hmm. because Danny Elfman never gave the privileges for it to be yeah. distributed. Mm. But no, I, I, I'm i going to take Spider-Man 3. I know uh, you guys are more scory than me, no, but dude, I like the Spider-Man that's 3 That's a great a pick, man. To hi- highlight Danny Elfman's work, he got to. Micah? I think I got to go Infinity War on this one. I mean, you already put picked... Oh, I guess it wasn't Danny Elfman. I was going to say you picked Danny Elfman, but... Can I switch? Can I do Spider-Man 2? You, absolutely, right. you can. It's a different composer. It's different everything. I'm doing no. Spider-Man... Spider-Man 1. We'll say Spider-Man mm. 1. Locking in Spider-Man 1. But then you lose the Doc Ock theme. I do lose the Doc Ock theme. 
All right, Spider-Man which theme two. is better, Doc Ock or Green Goblin? Because that's really where what it comes well, you down get to. Some, don't you get some oh. of the Goblin theme in Spider-Man Two? You do. There's some mere stuff with uh, sure. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two has the I'll better do Spider-Man one. Two because it's got a little bit of everything yeah. and it's really good. All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, nostalgia goggles uh, a little bit, but still, it's it's a score that knocks that, out of the park. That opening uh, Spider-Man theme is killer. With the watercolor going, it's, you know, the, the watercolor intro summarizing all of Spider-Man 1. It sets the stage for the greatness that you're about to watch. Yeah. It's just such a flowing score that fills you up. I go back and forth. There's two. There's two that I would go with. Dark on, Phoenix on here. Hans Zimmer. No, I wouldn't have. But I. But he wrote so them, much music. No, <laughs> he did. He wrote more than almost any of his other films. Uh, I go back and forth between Avengers Endgame and The Amazing Spider-Man Two, without a doubt. Oh, come on, come on, Tasm Two. Bro, you go at go. the same level as. Go end game without a doubt. No, you guys no. are you guys aren't realizing how good the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Score I am is. realizing how good the, you're not. It's not good. You're not <laughs> because this is a time for love. Okay, Ben. Listen, ben, man. Sorry, state, your, right. state your argument. The Amazing Spider-Man Two. His Spider-Man theme, in my opinion, as good as Danny Elfman's theme mm-hmm. is, is without a doubt the best one, and it's not even close. His theme is amazing. The uh, love theme. I have listened to the love theme between Gwen and Peter so many times. And the way that Hans Zimmer, his different variations of that throughout the soundtrack is so, so good. Yes, Hans Zimmer. James Horner did the first one, who's also fantastic. But Hans Zimmer stepped in because James Horner sadly passed away. And Hans Zimmer came in, stepped in, and he absolutely filled the shoes. There's also his Green Goblin theme. Not a great character, but his music, man, it's so good. The Goblin theme is so good. So you're locked in on And I don't see that's locked a problem. You've already I talked about it a ton. I There's more themes in Spider-Man, but I think in Endgame edges it out just a little bit because there is a moment in Endgame that where Tony gives his monologue to his helmet. And as he stops talking, there is this almost like silent, and it's just this one note that carries you as he's as he gets the coat. Nebula gives him his coat. The Tony Stark death theme and that also you have the iconic Avengers theme. I gotta go with Endgame on this one. Endgame I mean, has a um, better score. Portals, but- you've got Porch in there too. Port, Porch does make an appearance in the Endgame soundtrack. So that's true. You've got everything. It, there's a lot of good. I got to go with Endgame on this, but Amazing Spider-Man Two for however bad that movie is, the score is really good. But I got to go with Endgame. Endgame is the best one. Mm. So to you, end off, you did a little Micah cheat there. You did a two for one I'll special. Let him, I'll let yeah. him because I, he's dude, uh, he's the score guy. I, I had to, I had to highlight it. I had to highlight it. But to end it off, to our last category, because we, we, we know what our best movies are. We know what our worst movies are. Um, to end it off, we're going to do best performance. The best performance across 57 films, what's it going to be? We saw a lot of them, gentlemen. And this starts with Micah. Bringing it back to Logan. Huh. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman, uh, across, is this best performance of an actor across like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't have it. Doesn't have to be 
Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, the most consistent performance across all the movies that he's been in. I would say he is the shining example of what a comic book character could be. Mm. I loved uh, how you see his comic bookiness in the early X-Men movies, and then he's developed into this yeah. into this grisly, uh, screaming Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Um, beast mode unleashed. Yeah. Beast mode unleashed. It's going to be cool to see him this year. Yeah. I mean, back in the saddle. Hugh Jackman just kills it. Yeah. Every time. I I have yet to see a movie. I mean, I haven't seen too many movies with Hugh Jackman in it, but he's. Hey, you've seen at least like. He is a nine. beast to behold. Yes. Yes, he is. And it's a great pick. He's yes. one of the best. On a lot of dedication to those, uh, to those scenes. Didn't. Was he the one that. Did the cold showers every day? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So get into the mood of always being angry. That's mm-hmm. what you do, isn't it? You cold shower, Micah? Cold, no. I don't, I'm too much of a baby for that. <laughs> That's a horrible way to start your day. You just get up and you don't want to be up anyway, and then you hop in a freezing cold shower. There's a reason why he did that to get in an angry mood. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know, <laughs> I knew, I know some people who just do that unironically. It sounds all. I would never get out of bed. I hear it is very good for you, though. Yeah, I don't care. I know. I'm with you. It's good good for me. It's good for your hair. It's good for your mind. Uh, I'm going to go with a man who originally did not want to be a part of his films at all. He was very averse to it. Thank goodness he signed on because Chris Evans plays a fantastic Captain America mm. across oh, all of his films. A bad character. No, he, he's really? fantastic, man. <laughs> really? To me, to me, it's go not f- Thomas Jane's Punisher. No, surprisingly wow. enough, guys. Wow. Um, and I think he he might not be my favorite pick, but I gotta highlight him because I know who Ethan's gonna highlight, and I gotta go with Chris Evans because across his, I think he has the most consistent films, the Avengers films, all three of his. I love all three of his movies, and he just gives this character you can't help but not root for chris evans he was the perfect man to play captain america and i don't think we're ever gonna see a portrayal any better than him to Mm. be honest with you Mm. there's a there's a rumor that deadpool is going to be getting all the prime uh avengers all the prime versions of each character in deadpool 3 uh and you can't you can't get much better than prime captain america being chris evans even though he probably won't be in the movie but like Chris Evans, without a doubt, he yeah. is my the character I attach myself most to during the Marvel Cinematic Universe and this marathon in general. So you're not including Chris Evans, Johnny Storm? No, I am not. Okay, loop that it's in his there. Just I'll allow it. I would have, I would have allowed it. Yeah, I, I would not have been fine. No, not, not for myself. Okay, all right. He's a, he's an okay Johnny Storm. Just leaving it up for Ethan to. To give us a Johnny Storm. He's going to take Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. All pod- Miles Teller. All wow. podcast. I've been sitting here as y'all dogged on my favorite performance. Jennifer Garner. Oh, no way. I want to give a shout out to Tom Hiddleston's Loki right here. He's mm. not my pick, but I think he deserves to be mentioned. Yeah. What are you, Micah? I'm I'm Micah. Ben got a cheat. Micah gets so many cheats. I'll cheat Tom Hiddleston. It's all about how you word it. You know? It's just I gotta say I gotta say something because it's just too easy to take it's Artie. Too it's would too easy to be, take. Would he be here if it wasn't for Loki? 
I don't think Tom Who? Hiddleston would Artie be Hiddleston. here. Tom Hiddleston wouldn't would be here at all. Would you said honorable mention for Tom Hiddleston if it wasn't for Loki? The show? Oh, yeah. okay. Because not a part of this marathon yeah. as of yet. I thought no, you meant like fair. on this podcast, Tom Hiddleston would have been here. If Tom Hiddleston gets up, it's like that short I edited where he thought <laughs> That's I looked like I was That's why you saw special guests on the title, Tom. Uh, he just walked. <laughs> no, just I, Parker. I'm going to take RDJ as Iron Man, nope. I think. No. I know, boo, right? It's, no way, it's so not fun to pick you, him, but you have to. He's it's my like pick. picking an Infinity War and Endgame as your favorite I know, movies. I know. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks that it happens, but I love RDJ. Ar- from the beginning of his first Iron Man, I think about that first Iron Man movie a ton. I actually just moved it into my top four on letterbox not, so not that that says anything good. but i love that first iron man movie and i think it's so special and that is because rdj is at the helm of it yeah john favreau gets his credit too but rdj was this focal point this piece of the mcu that we followed this character whose journey we went on through the first uh three iron mans through the four avengers films through captain america civil war through Spider-Man Homecoming and through it all, I love him. And I think RDJ never mailed it in. And I love that now it sucks that he had to leave the MCU, but now he's finally getting the credit he deserves as an actor yeah. with his performance in Oppenheimer. Where he actually stretches wings and or he gets to fully be who he's yeah. yeah. So I I love RDJ. And the whole MCU was hung on him, and since he left. And yeah, you can say Chris Evans in there too. But since those two left, yep. what is the MCU? They're still mm. trying to figure that out. I would even, I would, I would put RDJ ahead of Chris Evans for sure. I mean, without him, I mean, he said it himself. I think on a Jimmy Fallon podcast. Without me, there's no MCU. I agree. There's not. I agree. Yeah, great pick. He built the cinematic universe in a cave, just like we the built box of scraps, the Marvel. Marathon at multiverse monologues. We're not doing changes that we would want to make, or oh yeah, we have, can do that. I did have one that you know I what? have been holding on we to. We can do that for our for our benefit. Yes, this is for us, man. We get some what, bonus coverage, what folks. Would we, yes. what we were mentally we ready to be done. But I have one keep going. that has been weighing on me for a while. <laughs> that I'm like, there's no way, like. <laughs> There's and no it's way. Howard the Duck, guys. No, it's not no, Howard the no Duck. No way that Howard the Duck is that good. It's, it is put, it's no, a this movie. Is, this is personal score. This that, is personal score yeah. that I would change yeah. if I could, but these scores are but locked in. They're locked in. in. We these can't. are locked in. Yep. I would not have X Men Apocalypse at an 8.7. <laughs> Wait, you have that <laughs> at an 8.7? That's 8. a good 8. one. Man. Holy cow. I remember that I really enjoyed it, but no looking way. back, Dude. if I were to watch this again right now, I don't think I would that give it a, an eight point seven. Ooh, that yeah. is a horrible pick. But it's one that I'm like, I really enjoyed it. Is but is it an eight point seven? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, mm. But yeah, that's the one that I would pick. Because uh, probably need to change that one. Yeah, that's. What Ethan, about you guys, Ethan? Do you have yours? Because I'm. I'm yeah, still I think it over. Early on, we were still feeling out like where these movies wanted. Definitely to go and where we wanted to put them. So Howard the Duck, you'd give like so, a six. No, but I am confident that I would give Blade higher than a seven. Mm. I think Blade would, for me, I think it would hit eights. Yeah, I think I like it a lot more than that seven. I agree, and especially when I look at what, like even Blade Two, I like more than 
uh what did i i gave them both a seven yeah yeah no no, you gave blade two a 6.9 okay so i gave it just lower but i like both those movies better than a lot of the other movies that are also hovering around like because i gave the first thor a seven and a half and not to say that blade's better than that Mm -hmm. but i think i would give blade higher i would yeah i think it deserves higher and it is one of those it's just uniquely its own thing it's separated from any marvel movie it's just its own fun movie with all its own fun lore yeah i like it uh if i had one to change i thought about this uh like a week after i gave it and as we kept going i was like man i'm I like my ranking, but I don't. There's one movie that I'm like, I rated this too high, man, and that's The Winter Soldier. Really? I love The Winter Soldier. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. But I think on that podcast, I was holding that it was my first MCU movie a little too high. I would give it a 9.5 if I could, not a 10 out of 10. Not a 10 out of 10. I agree. A lot of my, I set the record for lowest score. Yeah, lower score, score, but, but still the had the tens. most tens. I right. have what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven tens. Yeah, on the list, I would not give out that many tens in retrospect, but I think it's because where I put my first few tens, and yeah, I agree, Ben. Where I put Winter Soldier, I had to because I liked these movies better right, than Winter right. Soldier, so That's I had to put those movies at a ten. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go it's, ahead, Ben. It's Sorry. still good. Yeah. But I'd give it a nine and a half. Yeah. I give it a 9.5. Just not a 10 out of 10. Like, I don't know. I held that in such higher regard. Yes. But we cannot change our scores. We can't. It's just for our headcanon, something we want to get out there. It's just been weighing on us these past few years. Oh, in our own personal rankings, we can do that, but not, yes. not as reflected in the grand list that we have. This yes. is set in stone. And that's why it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like our emotions in the moment are what yeah. played into this ranking. So we can always look back, go, okay, that was a little, little off, but I don't think it messes up our whole ranking too much. No. And it probably wouldn't change where it is on the grand list if we, cause I'm only moving at half a point, you know, I, would you guys change yours significantly with that one? Could be up to a with point. With yours and yours. I would and- take it down from a 10 with that one. Okay. Totally. I would the ones I would lock in keep at a ten for me personally are the Avengers, uh, Infinity War. I'd keep at a ten. I'd keep Endgame at a ten. Logan, I would keep at a ten. And Spider Verse would probably stay at a ten. Yeah. So I guess I only work down from only like so Civil, Civil War and Civil Winter War, The two Captain America movies yeah. I'd take down a little. Yeah, bit. So yeah not a lot. I didn't give out any tens, but I still have the highest average. Anyway, Ben. <laughs> yes. Well, it's because you gave the Apocalypse an 8.7. <laughs> well, I'm moving on yeah. from that. <laughs> Micah, you had a question? Did we do best movie yet? I, I mean, we all know what it is for us. I, I think we said it multiple times. I think I guess, Micah, yours is Logan. Yeah, mine's yeah. Logan. Ben's would Your be... Your best rated movie is my Logan. My best rated movie is Logan. Right. Micah. Yep. Mine's yep. Endgame. Yeah, yours would be Endgame. Yep. Mine. And then Ethan's. I'm very yeah. intrigued. Okay. Well, this is why. Based seven. on scores. What? He well, gave 7-10s. No, yeah, well, I gave 7-10s. gave 7-10s, right. I think I wrestle with this a lot. I think The Avengers... Keeps you up at night? ...is my all-time favorite Marvel the movie. The Avengers. Just the Avengers. The Avengers. Okay. The first one. I think it blends... Josh Whedon directs. I think he brings what he's really good at from TV into that movie. Mm. I love the way all the characters come together. Yeah, you could have got a little more Hawkeye character work, 
but I think the Hulk is the best he's been in that movie. Yep. The mm-hmm. the uh, gravitas they give like Bruce Banner that scene between there's just so many great scenes between so many great characters. Specifically, like the scene that that's so pivotal is on the helicarrier when they're all arguing, where. Oh yeah. Tony is the only one to treat Bruce like a real human being other than being scared to death of him. I love that. And then contrast it with Captain America that they have them mm. arguing about who's the real hero. I think that movie, it also, it, it was a first MCU movie I saw in theaters. I saw it with my, my papa and my nanny. I hold it in high regard. And I think even on rewatches, it still is my favorite one. Mm. I love it. I love it. Yep. It, I mean, it just is. It's so and, good. Yeah, we always talk about Tony's arc being complete in Endgame, but he does make a big sacrifice within that movie, too. Mm-hmm. So there is some growth for his character there. It just, it's a nice pan out as you go from this to the, and I like mm-hmm. how they play the same music in the first Avengers as he, when he makes a sacrifice in the first one as he does in Endgame. So a nice little bit of continuity there. Speaking of continuity, this is where it ends for the Ooh. Marvel Universe. Oh, for now. For the Marvel Movie Marathon, for now. For at least two years. And, yes. <laughs> at least. And yeah. Gotta we, get some more Marvel backlog. Oh, for sure. There, But there is a lot to come. Like, I, we were floating around the idea of MonsterVerse movies. Obviously, Star Wars, we are locked in for. I am so excited to watch the Star new Wars is next, this folks. Week. Yeah. Star Wars is. I, I'm so excited. Those. It's going to be so much fun doing this but with star wars mm-hmm. this whole this was list, a warm-up to get our project get our yeah get our bearings on what our scores are yep. uh, get a nice ranking of uh get a feel for how we like yeah. to watch and review these yeah, yeah. this is it's this is different. nice I, i'm glad we didn't just jump right into a short series like star wars relatively speaking compared to our 57 <laughs> anything movies. we touch is it's, gonna because by be the time we right. be short definitely yeah. 15 movies in we were not hitting our stride as well as we no. are right now uh, no. In my p- opinion, right? <laughs> like we 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 uh were very much uh, we were in the growing pains, and thankfully by the time we hit the like the MCU, I For say sure. when we hit Iron Man, we knew exactly what this podcast was and what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we were filming some online, we were filming some in person. We had a singular mic for a lot of those early <laughs> ones. We yeah. all huddled around one mic and. The audio is terrible on those. Oh, we did uh, weekly shows for a while for uh, Spider like Moon Knight oh, yeah. and Spider Man One. Micah brought a notebook summarizing the oh, entire man. film. That yeah. podcast was a, long. I wanted to just like promote. I think that this movie. is fun. Do you guys have like a, a most enjoyable memory or worst memory? We had recording one of these. Oh man, yes, worst. I will. It's, I will take a, a worst memory. Angley's Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> oh. We watched that movie, and then we got together, and it was maybe the hottest day of the year. And we oh, went yeah. into our recording spot, which is Village Bible Church, and they let floor. us use a room, second floor up in the up in the uh, the second closer to the sun. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. And this room had it, it there was the AC was broken. Yeah. In the building. And we sat there for an hour and a half in that room. And I remember looking at Ethan and him being like, 
dude, we got to end this thing. Like this is just, it's not even fun. And I, but we mentioned it in there, but I think we do a good job of masking how hot it is, but that was terrible. It was truly terrible. Some of those early growing pains were, were tough. I remember, uh, the first moon Knight episode was like right after the Spider-Man episode, not a part of our marathon. Yeah. Not a part of our marathon, but like I had tried the format with Spider-Man. It didn't work, but I was like, all right, well maybe it'll work with, with mm. Moon Knight. So I tried to go through the plot. And that and was I, the first episode ever recorded without Ben. Yes. So there yes. was a little like, all right, who's you the You can't start at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's very good. Ben perfected his uh, his intro and his his voice. It's locked in. I, I will say this. I, and I appreciate it, gentlemen. Yeah. As far as where we were and where we are now, I would say we are at like... I, we've never, I wouldn't not say you ever perfect. No, for sure yeah. not. But I'd like, I, I just, I love coming together with you guys. You guys bring such an educated opinion on it. No, we all live our own lives. We've all, we all work jobs and, and you can't, there is no one I can talk this in depth with, get this nerdy with in my life. Than on this pod. I mean, who goes and agrees to watch every single Marvel movie every week for the last two years? Who does that? Well, that no. was so crazy to think about. None right? of us knew what we were getting into. Yeah, oh, two years ago, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll finish this up whenever, if this we ever do. A, this was an idea, you know, Ben had cooked up. He brought it to me and he's like, we're going to do this. We were running out of steam with our, you know, news shows. We didn't really know what we wanted this podcast to be. We know we want to talk about nerd stuff, but how would we do that? And you brought this idea, and I'm like, you know, that's really cool. Let's do that. And then, like, the day before recording that, I talked to Micah. Micah was on our Batman podcast, and he's like, heck, I'd watch Howard the Duck with you. We we brought Micah in. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch later. And then I'm like, I want to watch Blade. And then, oh, I've seen... X Men. Well, I, I gotta think, watch Blade too. Before Spider Man, and then there's I've never this. seen Daredevil. <laughs> we have me and Ben were like, goes yeah, it would be fun to have a guest on oh, for yeah. Howard the Duck. Here you, we are, all these movies later. Micah has solidified. Yes, and this wouldn't be the show without you, Micah. I have, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I have solidified. Thank you, Ethan. <laughs> two men, two men can bring an educated opinion, but it takes three. It takes three to truly make it well rounded, right? Uh, to at least make it fun to listen to. Mm. <laughs> Me and Ben would probably, you know, ran out of steam. Maybe who knows? Thank it's you true. for uh, thank you to our regulars. Uh, thank you to our 590 subscribers right now. Almost Guys, 600. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you to all of yeah. our followers on Instagram. If you're watching, I don't know how many translate to listeners, or who but makes it this far. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, I'm sure our our fan favorites, John Cross, yeah, Zach's in there. Big shout out to John Brandon. Stoneberg. Yep. Yeah, Brandon Stoneberg. Yep. We got a, Nick Widener. He's always a weekly listener. Rebecca, if you made it this far, I know you're sleeping by now, but and I I know I'm forgetting someone else. I I know I'm forgetting. The Sam, listen. More. Leave a comment down more. below. Yes. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent, and. Let We're us starting. know uh, if you guys want to see stuff later. Uh, we we're talking about monster movies like the the Gaiju and yeah. Kaiju and Godzilla Kong stuff. But do you guys have a single Marvel movie podcast that you're proudest of? One that Ooh. you thought we just really oh, hit it. Man, on there all was cylinders. one where I was yes. like, "That was a good episode." Yes. Do you have one right off the bat? I do. Which one? And it's Thor. The first Thor, Thor was good. I remember going in and it was, this is after Punisher. So I, I, after, cause I, I went into Punisher. I'm not kidding guys. I was like, 
oh, you know what? This was great. I can't wait to talk about this because I didn't think you guys were going to dog on it as much. So after Punisher happened, I was like, okay, I cannot assume anything for what their opinion is going to be. So I, I went into Thor and I was like, oh my gosh, I really like Thor, but I don't know how they're going to take it. And we all really liked Thor and we had a great discussion about it. Yeah. I loved that Thor podcast. That's mine. Yeah, I, I, Thor really surprised me. I really liked our discussion on... I remember our Avengers discussion was really good. Mm. That was, I think that was the first one we had since the room had been remodeled upstairs. At the church. At yes. the church. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and just the different format. I think facing each other really helps, but it doesn't work as well for a, for a video, video format. Yeah. So, yes. Um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, I remember I had some really strong feelings on the Avengers. I remember because um, I didn't want to give it a 10 out of 10 because I knew there were flaws and having flaws to say compared with your guys thinking it was the greatest movie ever. <laughs> it really made a difference fun, in yeah. how fun the podcast was. I think not knowing what to expect. Uh, I, I love that we're all like we're in that same range. I think yeah. we had a really good run. Mine is. Oh, the, and it was right after spirit of vengeance yeah. too. So we needed a good one. <laughs> I think, <laughs> to me, the amazing Spider-Man was Ooh. one of my all time favorites that we did. I, our humor specifically, yes. not that we're funny guys or non, not funny, but I think our humor and the way we were able to talk about that first, because we all collectively didn't like it. Right. We all gave it around the same. What is that? A six? Six and a half. Yeah, six, six, 6.2. Yeah, so uh, we all we all thought basically the same thing of it. No one absolutely hated it. No one loved it. I think that made for a really fun discussion because there was a lot to discuss. We got Riz Ifens in there yeah, playing dude. the lizard. Yes. My only, the only thing upsetting is with the audio, it does cut out very briefly mm. throughout the whole thing. Does it? Oh, yeah, that sucks. I think Micah's mic cuts in and out. Just not even big enough to like wreck I said, it. Growing pains. But just enough to where it keeps it from being perfect. Did but we all have our own at that time or were we, we did. still yeah. we're still sharing? Yeah. No, we were mm. uh fun fact, you guys know what? The first movie we recorded with individual mics were. I want you to to see if you know this. The first one. The first one with individual mics. Was it Iron Man? No, no, we were well into individual mics by then. Oh, well, I mean, is this counting? Uh, is this counting what we did online too, or is that even oh, like that? Zooms? So, the first in person podcast with individual mics, which one was it, dude? Oh, oh it was a Buns one, it was Electra, it was Electra. Yeah, I remember, kidding me? Yes. I remember because we were like, no oh, way. we have such a Buns movie, but our audio quality is gonna yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cow. Electra was the first individual mic podcast. It was wow. see, yeah, we we'd hate to start Star Wars and get all the way through that you marathon and have twelve movies in, which is audio. almost done. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, we're growing pains, but yeah. I think that's the charm of this marathon. And I don't, I don't think we'll ever find something that matches the no. There'll be what a lot this was. fewer movies on our on our uh, a oh, lot for sure fewer physical movies on our display here for those watching the YouTube video because uh, yeah. unfortunately i just don't have that many other movies <laughs> yeah. well i you can yeah. bring some stuff but i i know i definitely will be bringing a lot of stuff for Star Wars. Wars. it has yeah, been a dude. wild ride yes. please bring your ucs millennium falcon i will put it on the <laughs> yes 
<laughs> I well, I, I want to say thank you to Micah for doing the whole list. Hey, Spent I think a that's a lot what... of freaking time doing that. Uh, and I want to thank Ethan especially for all of the editing. Yes, thank you. All Ethan. platforms, whether mm-hmm. it be on Spotify for audio listeners or anywhere you get your podcasts, YouTube, which is fantastic, and then also Instagram and all our socials, you do a fantastic job. Thank you, all Ben, for this whole idea. <laughs> Hey, Ben, Ben was editing through the whole beginning portion of this. I think I think Iron Man was when I took over editing, maybe. I think it was later than that. It was later than because that. Because I, I always remember me putting in the profile pictures on Spotify, and I think it stopped around there for sure. I know I uploaded Iron Man, but you could be right. No, because you did... You, know, no, it might you might have been, be right there. It, you might be right. It might have been... The Amazing Spider-Man. You know, that, I think that's when I that's, took over. That's where the editing starts to get really a lot better. A little behind the scenes. So that, you guys that, can go back and check that out. We might have to, but yeah. Because no, I, I remember Iron Man 3, I had a lot of copyright issues because I went mm. wild on that edit. And everything was blocked and taken down on YouTube. Mm. So I had to mm. edit and upload that one like five, six times. Ouch. So Iron Man 3, I remember yeah. doing. So. Okay. It's right around there. Definitely in phase one, I think. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all who have been but, listening yeah. since back then, yes. way back then, and, and uh, to our new listeners too. Uh, really appreciate everybody who's uh, who's tuning in. It's uh, great. We're talking like it's the end of making no, our dreams come no, true. No, this cool is a new week. chapter. What? See, listen, Star Wars. I would say is might even be bigger than Marvel. All right, yes. as a franchise, as it goes, this is bigger than Marvel. I know there's a lot of Star Wars fans. I know a lot of Star Wars fans. So this week, watch a New Hope. I am and so excited. All right. Oh, I, I can't wait. I'm watching the Project 4K77 Mike version. Got, yeah. Which is the original, original theatrical released Star Wars A New Hope. They scanned the film reels, uh, made them brighter so that you can actually see them, and then put them out. And uh, that's the one I'm going to be watching. I'm, nice. I might... I might watch that one, or I might watch. There's a 70 millimeter, so there's the 35 millimeter, which was the wide release, but then there were 70 millimeter releases as well. Okay. Which will have a little bit higher quality, but everything was filmed on 35 except for the special. Okay. This whole thing. We'll, we'll yeah. definitely talk about that yeah, when yeah. we talk Star Wars next week. Yes, I'm very excited to yeah. uh, bust those open because I have not watched them. I know, I know. Same here. I got all the 4Ks for the original trilogy. And the prequel trilogy for Christmas time, so I'm oh, gonna watch cool. those. Yeah. So I can't wait. But uh, for now, this is this is the end of the Marvel Marathon. Tune in for Star Wars next week. This is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan. And this is Micah, not for the final time. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.